I'm going to be preaching today on the topic of title, Finding Jesus. And that's taken from the book of Matthew chapter 2. Maybe I read verses 1 to 3. There are a lot of things there. But let me just read Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. About the wise man looking for Jesus. Because even now, when we are talking about Christmas, so many people are not thinking about how to find this Jesus. They just move as if nothing is happening. There is nothing so special. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. You know, if you read from here to 11, you will know what happened. But the topic I'm preaching on is how to find Jesus. Wherever you are in life, even in church. People come to church for so many reasons. Well, you may find other thing in church. But the number one most important person you must find in church is Jesus. So how do you find Jesus? If you are looking for Jesus today, where will you find him? Number one place to find Jesus is in the testimony of Jesus. What people say about him. The testimony of Jesus is where to find Jesus. Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. It says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, testimony is self-prophesied. When you hear about what people are saying about Jesus, that is his star. That is his glory. That is a pointer to where Jesus is. Where do I find Jesus? Where they are talking about his testimony, his glory, his power, his anointing. In Mark 5, verses 25 to 27, and through to 34, there was a woman that had a problem, the issue of blood for 12 years, and could not be cured. And she had so much about Jesus. And she developed faith in her heart. That if I can touch the M of his garment, I'll be made whole. She heard about his testimony, about his goodness, about his glory, about his wonders, about what he has done. And developed a mental picture that if I can touch any part of this man that is so powerful, so holy, so good, I will not be pushed away. I will not be condemned, but I will be healed. That is why testimony of Jesus is important. And if you keep hearing it, you are going to find Jesus in it. Jesus is in his testimony. Hear testimony of Jesus. Number 22, 22 to 23. He said, there's no enchantment against Jacob. There's no divination against Israel. He said, I'll be said of her by this time tomorrow. What has the Lord wrought? We should always come together to share the testimony about what the Lord has done. And we have had some of it today. I know God has done even much more than what we have shared. Because there are some times that we don't even share all. Only in our men's meeting, we share testimony of Naira and Kobo. Because we are not afraid of anybody. But in the church, we just say, God has blessed me. Because we don't know who will come and say, if God has blessed you, come and bless me too. But you know, God has done much more in our midst. 
In fact, when you hear the testimony of people that they share with me, you'll be amazed about the wonders of God. And that is where Jesus is. Every time you hear testimony about Jesus, God is revealing himself. He's telling you what he can do, what he's doing, and what he's capable of doing in your life. He's telling you, this is who I am. Every provision that you have heard about, every healing that you have heard about, every promotion you have heard about, that is who Jesus is. He is Akiri Shore. He's always doing good. Picking people from nowhere and turning them to stars. Performing wonders and miracles. And in his testimony, you are going to find hope in him. When you listen to what he has done, your hope will be rekindled. You'll not be having a suicidal thought and saying, What can I do now? You know, I may not have connection as far as this world is concerned, but I have a God that I've been hearing about. He has been touching other people's life. He's going to touch my life too and bless me. That's why I like hearing testimony. Testimony changes our mentality about what God can do. I said, when people say, ah, pastor, God is blessing you. God doing so much wonders in your life. Ah, we can see the goodness of God in your life. We can see what good. I say, if you hear what I hear, you know I'm just sick, rolling. If you hear the kind of testimony that I hear about the one that I'm following and what he's capable of doing. Testimony. Testimony. I can't be telling you everything that I hear about what God is doing. In the levels of my mentors. Because if I tell you, you will say maybe that's not possible. Or probably become jealous. So there are testimony of Jesus that you hear that will rekindle your hope that there's nothing that God cannot do. And at time when you say this kind of thing, you feel that you are bold. But you have heard it from other people's life. That's what God is doing. And God will do wonders in your life in Jesus' name. You know, two major things happened this year that are some to testimony. Some of you don't know it. Maybe you have forgotten. At the beginning of this year, there was this serious Nara scarcity. I think around February. How many of you noticed something like that happened this year? <laughs> Do you know I saw a man that went to bank and naked himself and sat on the bank something? That was very scary to me. He naked himself and sat on the bank uh, podium. And he was crying. An elderly man. In Nigeria, not in Ghana, or every coast. <laughs> in Nigeria, you, can you imagine that that thing will happen? In year 2022, that somebody will go to bank naked himself and be crying. That one was very scary. I thought, ah, this is too much. There's not one that I saw that quickly off that time. A POS man was being burnt to death for making extra charges in Benin. I don't know how many of you saw that thing. Not because he stole low and they now gather tired the way they do in Lagos. But this one was that. This was the man that was charging 1,000 around 1,000 or something. And this mob started pursuing him and they burnt him alive. This year. This year in Nigeria. Can I tell you something? Before the end of the year, I went to the bank one day and there was nobody inside. I said, what happened between February? <laughs> the end of the year. What happened? 
Because there was a time I went to my bank and my manager pretended he didn't see me. He pretended he didn't see me. Because of the crowd. In fact, my wife said, don't even come down at all. Don't come down. This year, it was a major crisis. Everywhere. But God turned the table around. We are still alive. We are still blessed. In this country. A major thing that happened this year. I can begin to tell you major, major thing that changed the faith of this country in a way that you never expect it to happen. This same year. This year has been declared as a year of a flowing grace and abundant mercy. That's what God, God has just done for us. A lot of things, but I don't want to go into all those major, major issues. There's another major thing that happened recently, but don't let me mention it. But let's focus our life on the testimony of Jesus. Even when there is no hope on, in the system, or there is no connection, or there is no help around, let's put our hope in Jesus. Not in the system, but in the testimony that we hear. If God bless this one, he can bless me. If God opened the door for this, God can open doors for me. If God can do this person soon, he can add, we are going to have hope and have joy in Christ. That's number one place to find Jesus. Number two place to find Jesus is in the written word. Luke chapter 24, verse 43 to 45. Jesus said it so many times, but he said it explicitly in that particular place. He said, all those things that have been written by prophets and by the teachers of the law, they must come to pass concerning me. That is telling us that the word of God is a place and he took it and the, okay, verse 44, and he said unto them, these are the word which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophet and in the psalm concerning me. Before here, he started teaching them. The Bible says, beginning from Moses, he explained to them all those things that were written concerning him in the book of the law. He taught them. And later their eyes got open. The Bible is all about Jesus. That is where you find Jesus. If you don't like reading the Bible, Jesus will find away from you. You must love reading it. And that's why I said we need to disciple people again. Because when we gave our life to Christ, when we come to church first on a Sunday like this, on a Monday, first thing they will ask us that, what did you read in the morning? There is something we used to call the quiet time. If I say how many people are born again, all of us will say we are born again. But how many people have time to read at least one verse of the Bible today? There was a time we were doing morning devotion, words of grace. And one of my sons in Lagos told me, he said, ah, that the people who don't have time to read all this uh, hard copy again, let everything, where we have, how long will you do this thing? The people will just be, be throwing it about. It's just a, a soft copy. People don't go with book again. Wherever they go is uh, with, with phone, iPad. They just quickly read it. They can even read 10 days on at a time. I say, okay. 
So some weeks ago, one of my son in union, Shuntayo, he came. He said, Daddy, I miss the words of grace. I said, I learned that you now like soft copies. He said, me, I don't read daily devotion on the iPad because I get distracted. Once I'm reading, it's like this. Something will just pop up. Tell you I need cake. Tell you something. If I see any money there, like Sarah Bekasi on Transformer, I will just shift. <laughs> he said, I will just change the what I'm reading. He said, I want hard copy. Can I get any old hard copy? I said, ah, you are the first person I will see that. I said, they see the hard copy. Nobody will say, I need hard copy. He said, that is what I do for my quiet time. If I say I'm going to read the Bible on my phone, I'll be distracted. And I say, okay, thank you for being honest. But not many people are honest that they are moving away from the written word. Many people are actually moving away from the written word. Because when you wake up in the morning, that you want to read your Bible on your, on your phone or on your WhatsApp or something, before you finish what you are doing, something important has entered. And gradually, we are moving away from the word. Because we are busy. And that is where Jesus is. I want a revelation of Jesus. I want a revelation of Jesus. What we are seeing now is prophecy about your phone number. And what you heard last night. Not revelation of Jesus. From the word. Jesus, beginning from the law of Moses, he expanded to them. All those things that were written concerning himself. So the word of God is all about Jesus. Even the wise men, when they called the teacher, where can we find him? Say, let us go to the book. They went back to the Bible and they say, it was written, oh Bethlehem, that is where your baby will be born. They find it back again in the word. Every solution that you need, every miracle is in the word. The written word they find where it was written. Matthew chapter 2 verse 4. Maybe we should read Matthew chapter 2 verse 4 so you understand what I'm saying. I'll go to the next one now. Matthew chapter 2 verse 4. Quickly. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Where are we going to see him? Verse 5. From verse 5. Quickly verse 5. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. That is where you find Jesus. You find him in the written word. So don't be lazy about it. That's why Apostle Paul told Timothy, Study to show yourself approved. Study. Give yourself only to them. Give yourself to scriptural reading. Scriptural reading. You should be able to quote scripture. You should be able to quote it. That is when you read it, it interests you or jump at you. Take it, copy it, put it in your pocket and see it several times in the day. A revelation will come from that particular. Don't be a lazy Christian. Be a Christian that read the Bible. Above every other books, read the Bible. Above all story books, read the Bible. Above African magic, read the Bible. Above all TikTok, read the Bible. Because when you read the Bible, you will find Jesus in them. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay? Where do we find Jesus? We find Jesus also in the word that is preached on the altar. Jesus must be seen in every messages. 
Jesus on the scene. Apart from the written word, when somebody is preaching, listen and pay attention to anyone that is preaching the Bible because that is where Jesus is. Jesus is in the message. As I'm preaching now, I'm talking about Jesus. And Jesus is really himself. I've said it several times that I will be preaching and somebody will pick a word from that particular message and that word will turn the story of that person around. I've told you several times all this testimony. I was preaching on the atoning blood of Jesus. Make you well. And I pray all through the night, praying against all sicknesses and afflictions. Saying, God, today you must perfect your healing. In fact, that was my focus. And I was preaching. A lady was crying. And I said, okay, before I pray for the sick, you want to give your life to Christ, come out. And she came out. She was alone. And I said, okay, confess your sick, give your life to Christ, say after me. And she did that. And I prayed for those people that were sick. And the next Sunday, she gave a testimony that I will never forget for the rest of my life. He said, the moment you mounted the podium and you were preaching, you were saying to me, you're a sinner, you are going to hell. It really shocked me. He said, and, and I started weeping. Every message, every word you are preaching was directed at me. Give your life to Christ. You have to give your life to Christ. And when you say, do you want to give your life to Christ? I responded. And I responded because when I was coming, I made up my mind, I'm going to use my life, live a life of sin. I'm going to commit my life to the devil. Uh, but when you start preaching, my heart turned to the Lord. And I said, wait a minute. Play the tape back. I want to say where I preach about salvation. And there was no place where I mentioned hell. I was just mentioning the word of Jesus. But do you know how Jesus turned the message and touched the person's heart and gave his life to Christ? As I was preaching, she found Jesus in the message. Even when I, it seems as if the pastor is joking because it's under the anointing and the influence of the Holy Ghost. His joke can actually turn your life around. It's just, just so called Yabara. I came all the way from Oshobo then to Gomasho to preach and I said, don't do anything based on your feeling. Your future is more important than your feeling. And somebody heard and said, that's what changed his life. I went to Gomasho to preach. I was invited about maybe four months ago. And as we were going, I said, I said to talk, I said, stop here. This was the first church I passed on in Gomasho. I just want to see whether there will be anybody that knows me. I want to enter. Just get my helper. Just let me, just feel I passed over comma. And I said, enter the whole church, shouted, they stood up. And I said, what is he? They said, the man that is preaching, just mention your name. Just mention Pastor Adetu. He has been preaching about you for the past five minutes, and you just enter. And he left the altar. The sonar pastor, he left the altar, they didn't give me the mic. Just preach. I said, no, you didn't invite me. I've just come to just say hello. And I said, okay, I've come here to announce to you that your prayers have been answered. Because my coming here is divine. And I handed over the mic to them. And they were happy. They were excited. That is how the preaching word can turn people around. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. He said, it is the power of salvation unto everyone that believes. Don't come to church casually. You are coming to church to find Jesus. So anytime you are in church... Let your attention be on Christ and on the message. It's not activity. Church can be so busy and so blessed 
that we have somebody that is supplying the diesel, like in big churches, somebody that is supplying the gas, and that person that is supplying this. If you get carried away and you don't listen to the message, you have missed the whole reason why you are in church. The message is important, not just activity. Hear the word first. Understand the word. Make sure you are enjoying the word. Any other thing will be added through the word. The message is number one thing that is important because that is where. You, if you can't find Jesus in the word, you can't find Jesus in welfare. You can't find Jesus there. You can't find Jesus in somebody liking you. The word must like you. You must enjoy the message. The message must impart your life. The day you are not blessed with the word again, that is the end of your life. As far as uh, Christianity is concerned, before you know it, you will be dying gradually. The word must bless you because that is where Jesus is. Herod said, go and find out. Search for him diligently. That's what he told the wise men. When you come back, bring me the word so that I can go and worship. Though his intention was wrong, but the purpose of actually delivering a message to people was exposed. The pastor will go and search out for Jesus diligently and call maybe in 30 minutes, give you the words that will be revealed to him so that you too can find him in the words that God has given to him. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Where do you find Jesus? Find him in the testimony of other what they say about him. Maybe you are discouraged. Ask somebody what is testimony that you can say about Jesus. You know, anytime I see wonderful people like you, I always want to hear testimony. Anytime engineer is around with me, I will be asking him, tell me what is happening. And we'll be sharing testimony. Uh, Pastor, even for the grace of God, this thing happened. He will just be giving me small, 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 small. small. He will give me. If I see this one, tell me the testimony. I hear all the testimony and they make me happy. They give me fulfillment. They also challenge my faith. I have hope in Christ that God is good. Somebody said, I want to share a testimony with you, Pastor. I said, please share it. He said, do you know that God loved me? Not even prof this time around, though. Another prof. He said, do you know that God loved me more than most people that are working on the surface of their heart? I said, what, you feel, what, do you, what make you to feel so? He said, when I pray simply, God answer me. He said, this thing that the Lord did for me, I did not pray with so much alcarity. I just prayed and God answered me. And I rejoiced with him. And I prayed with him. But you know, it was a message to me. It was a message. God loved me. He answered my prayer. I said, yes, God, if you love somebody and you're answering him, you must love me and answer me too. These are the things that give us confidence. That give us hope. That give us encouragement. That give us a pointer to how we can have our things done easily. If God can do it for you, he can do it for me. Because God is not a respecter of any person. There's nothing God has done for anyone that he cannot do for you. So there's Jesus in every testimony that you hear. There's Jesus in the written word. And there's also Jesus in the preached word. Stand on your feet and let's raise our hands to heaven. Say, Jesus, I'm committed to finding you. Wherever I go, it must be Jesus or nobody else. Jesus is the only one that I will look for. And I'll be blessed forever in Jesus' name.
The wise men look for Jesus. What are you looking for this morning? When you come to church, what do you look for? Is it title? Is it recognition? Is it welfare? Is it wife? Is it husband? The Bible says, look for me. All these things shall be added unto you. Lord, like a wise man, this morning, I will look for you diligently. I will find you in the testimonies of others. I will find you in the written word. I will also find you in the preached word. I will not just listen without finding you. I'm going to find you. I must find you so that I can be happy. Happy is the man that finds Jesus. I'm going to find Jesus so that I can be happy for the rest of my life. I will not just come to church and waste my time. I will come to church and find Jesus. I will find Jesus during the preaching word. I'll find Jesus through the written word. I'm going to find Jesus through the testimony of other people. In the name of Jesus. I receive grace like a wise man. To find Jesus. I'm going to find Jesus. And, and you know Jesus is no longer in the manger. You must find him. That's why I'm preaching on how to find Jesus. I'm going to find Jesus. Every day of my life. is the source of my joy. I must find Jesus. He's your lover. He's your savior. He's your helper. He's your king. If you can't find him, you can't worship him. I receive grace to find him in the name of Jesus. Through the testimonials of others, I'm going to find Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Through the written word. As I turn to the written word, whether in the Old Testament or the New Testament, I'm going to find Jesus. The word of God will not be boring to me. I will find Jesus in it. I'll find Jesus in the preached word. In the name of Jesus. I must see Jesus. And I must find Jesus. Every day of my life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's raise our hands to heaven. Say, Father, I am committed to finding you. Every day, I will always locate you and find you. In the name of Jesus. Jesus will be my commitment. In every service, in every activity, in the church, at home, I will find Jesus. Thank you, Father. The wise men look for Jesus. Are you looking for Jesus this morning? And they find the baby. They find Jesus. You too must find Jesus. If you're a student and you don't find Jesus and you graduate, you have come to school to waste your time. If you're a worker and you're a member of this church and you don't find Jesus, ah, you have come to this life to waste your time. Without Jesus, your life will be empty. You must find that thing. That is the only thing that's more than anything in life. I must find Jesus. If you find husband without Jesus, you have not found anything. If you find wife without Jesus, you have not found anything. I must find Jesus. I look at Jesus. Like a wise man, I must find Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we receive grace to find you at all times because we are the source of our joy. If there's anyone in the church that has not given his or her life to Christ, Father, we pray before the end of today, that person will find you. We will find you in the testimony we have shared. We will find you in the written word we have read. We will also find you in the preached word that I have preached. Let us find you in the name of Jesus. If there is anyone also here that is not sure whether Jesus is still alive, Lord, let them find you. Reveal yourself to them. In the testimony, reveal yourself to them. In the written word, reveal yourself to them. 
on this altar refuse Jesus to them every day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. And the church said the loudest, Amen. Yeah.